0: wonderful night for a story, isn't it? Good evening, dreamers, and thank you for joining me for tonight's episode of Dream on Demand. The show dedicated to testing Dream Corp's newest bedtime stories to see which tales put you to sleep the fastest. I'm your host and your naptime navigator, Somnia. The last we left our little adventurer, he was outsmarting the wild animals of Wild Island, using only chewing gum and toothpaste. Oh, he's getting closer to that dragon, dreamers. I can feel it. But before we begin, an announcement. As there has been a recent infestation in the Dream Storage Facility, management requests your help for solutions. Mice have been getting into and drinking the dream liquid. Partially consumed dream liquid can leave holes in the dream. And what's a dream without a good ending, right? Not to mention what it does to the mice. Nightmare liquid is normally used for pest control. But as you dreamers recall, we recently had an issue with nightmare liquid being vaporized instead of dream liquid. Although we received only a few reports of people having the nightmare, being chased by glass slippers with mother's voice, Dream Security is still prohibiting any nightmare liquid from entering the Dream Storage facility. So if you Dreamers have any alternatives for scaring off those pesky mice, please include it if you fill out your mandatory comment form this evening. Now, without further ado, This is My Father's Dragon by Ruth Stiles Gannett. Chapter 7 My Father Meets a Lion My father waved goodbye to the rhinoceros, who was much too busy to notice got a drink further down the brook and waded back to the trail. He hadn't gone very far when he heard an angry animal roaring. Dang blast it! I told you not to go blackberrying yesterday. Won't you ever learn what will your mother say? My father crept along and peered into a small clearing just ahead. A lion was prancing about clawing at his mane which was all snarled and full of blackberry twigs. The more he clawed the worse it became, and the madder he grew, and the more he yelled at himself, because it was himself he was yelling at all the time. My father could see that the trail went through the clearing, so he decided to crawl around the edge of the underbrush and not disturb the lion. He crawled and crawled, and the yelling grew louder and louder. Just as he was about to reach the trail on the other side, The yelling suddenly stopped. My father looked around and saw the lion glaring at him. The lion charged and skidded to a stop a few inches away. Who are you? The lion yelled at my father. My name is Elmer Elevator. Where do you think you're going? I'm going home, said my father. That's what you think, said the lion. Ordinarily, I'd save you for afternoon tea, but I happen to be upset enough and hungry enough to eat you right now. And he picked up my father in his front paws to feel how fat he was. My father said, Oh, please, lion, before you eat me, tell me why you are so particularly upset today. It's my mane, said the lion as he was figuring out how many bites a little boy would make. You see what a dreadful mess it is, and I don't seem to be able to do anything about it. My mother's coming over on the dragon this afternoon, and if she sees me this way, I'm afraid she'll stop my allowance. She can't stand messy manes. But I'm going to eat you now, so it won't make any difference to you. Oh, wait a minute, said my father, and I'll give you just the things you need to make your mane all tidy and beautiful. I have them here in my pack. You do, said the lion. Well, give them to me, and perhaps I'll save you for afternoon tea after all. And he put my father down on the ground. My father opened the pack, took out the comb and the brush, and the seven hair ribbons of different colors. Look, he said, I'll show you what to do on your forelock, where you can watch me. First, you brush a while, and then you comb, and then you brush again until all the twigs and snarls are gone. Then you divide it up in three, and braid it like this, and tie a ribbon around the end. As my father was doing this, the lion watched very carefully, and began to look much happier. When my father tied on the ribbon, He was all smiles. Oh, that's wonderful, really wonderful, said the lion. Let me have the comb and brush and see if I can do it. So my father gave him the comb and brush, and the lion began busily grooming his mane. As a matter of fact, he was so busy that he didn't even know when my father left. Chapter 8 My father meets a gorilla. My father was very hungry, so he sat down under a baby banyan tree on the side of the trail and ate four tangerines. He wanted to eat eight or ten, but he had only thirteen left, and it might be a long time before he could get more. He packed away all the peels and was about to get up when he heard the familiar voices of the boars. I wouldn't have believed it if I hadn't seen them with my own eyes. But wait and see for yourself. All the tigers are sitting around chewing gum to beat the band. Old rhinoceros is so busy brushing his tusk that he won't even look around to see who's going by. And they're all so busy they won't even talk to me. Horse feathers," said the other boar, now very close to my father. They'll talk to me. I'm going to get to the bottom of this if it's the last thing I do. The voices passed my father and went around a curve, and he hurried on because he knew how much more upset the boars would be when they saw the lion's mane tied up in hair ribbons. Before long, my father came to a crossroads and stopped to read the signs. Straight ahead, an arrow pointed to the beginning of the river, to the left the ocean rocks, and to the right to the dragon fairy. My father was reading all these signs when he heard paw steps and ducked behind a signpost. A beautiful lioness paraded past and turned down towards the clearings. Although she could have seen my father if she had bothered to glance at the post, she was much too occupied, looking dignified, to see anything but the tip of her own nose. It was the lion's mother, of course, and that, thought my father, must mean that the dragon was on this side of the river. He hurried on, but it was farther away than he had judged. He finally came to the river bank in the late afternoon and looked all around but there was no dragon anywhere in sight. He must have gone back to the other side. My father sat down under a palm tree and was trying to have a good idea when something big and black and hairy jumped out of the tree and landed with a loud crash at his feet. Well, said the huge voice. Well, what? said my father, for which he was very sorry when he looked up and discovered he was talking to an enormous and very fierce gorilla. Well, explain yourself, said the gorilla. I'll give you till ten to tell me your name, business, your age, and what's in that pack. And he began counting to ten as fast as he could. My father didn't even have time to say, Elmer, elevator, explore, before the gorilla interrupted. Too slow. I'll twist your arms the way I twist that dragon's wings. And then we'll see if you can't hurry up a bit. He grabbed my father's arms, one in each fist, and was just about to twist them, when he suddenly let go and began scratching his chest with both hands. Blast those fleas! He raged. They won't give you a moment's notice. And worst of it is, you can't even get a good look at them. Rosie, Rhoda, Rachel, Ruthie, Ruby, Roberta. Come here and get rid of this flea on my chest. It's driving me crazy. Six little monkeys tumbled out of the palm tree, dashed to the gorilla, and began combing the hair on his chest. Well, said the gorilla, it's still there. We're looking, we're looking, said the six little monkeys. But they're awfully hard to see, you know. I know, said the gorilla. But hurry, I've got work to do. And he winked at my father. Oh, gorilla, said my father. In my knapsack I have six magnifying glasses. They'd be just the thing for hunting fleas. My father unpacked them and gave one to Rosie, one to Rhoda, one to Rachel, one to Ruthie, one to Ruby, and one to Roberta. "'Why, they're miraculous,' said the six little monkeys. "'It's easy to see the fleas now. "'Only there are hundreds of them.' "'And they went on hunting frantically. "'A moment later many more monkeys appeared "'out of a nearby clump of mangroves "'and began crowding around to get a look at the fleas "'through the magnifying glasses. They completely surrounded the gorilla, and he could not see my father, nor did he remember to twist his arms. Carrying around six magnifying glasses seemed a little much until right this moment. I bet our little problem-solver in Snapsack is getting very light by now. Huh. Why, hello there, Dreamer. I see you missed your flight to Slumberland. I hope the Lion and Gorilla didn't keep you awake. But since you are, as a DreamCorp employee, please be sure to fill out the mandatory comment form. Let us know what caused you to miss that flight. If there aren't any comment boxes nearby, please tweet the corporate handle instead at DreamCorp, Inc. That's Dream, C-O-R-P-I-N-C. Anything will help DreamCorp improve for a better tomorrow night. And if you didn't miss that flight, hmm, this has been Dream On Demand. And to all my dreamers, nighty